if you want to build a tribe, you should do virtual events. Welcome to Radio Awesome episode 5 and today's topic is how to create your own virtual event. This is Radio Awesome. Fun, inspiring, no-nonsense tips to sell, market and build a business with only a laptop, enjoying life along the way. Peter, Eric and Maria share the lessons they learned while creating a successful online business, helping people all over the world. Now, enjoying the freedom lifestyle from a beach in Vietnam. The topic today is events. And I know that you, your first personal event was with Tony Robbins back in 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I started to go to events in 2002 with Tony Robbins and uh, that was uh, life-changing for me. So how did you end up there? Uh, I was working like uh, uh, working with sales in a company and uh, in that company uh, we had a we had a woman from Italy who was like the, the CEO in the company and we had sales training one one day per week we had a six hour sales training and she always started um, the training with coming up with some great motivational inspirational thing and it was like amazing what she said so i was thinking wow she could be the prime minister in norway if she was norwegian <laughs> because everything was like was like it just fit me it just hit me everything she was saying was like oh this is what i need to know today this is what i need to uh, do to be a better in sales and do a better job and and all this thing and uh, one day she just come into the office with a book in her hand like look here and I said what is this and and it was uh, unleash the power within with no what is the name of the book again unleash the power no it's not that but it's the Tony Robbins book mm. the, uh, and um, I went to Nuli in uh, Oslo and uh, to uh, the bookstore and bought the book I think everyone who I was working with run over to buy that book <laughs> and I was reading it and I was like wow this is so amazing mm. um, so uh, I was hooked by Tony Robbins yeah. uh, that was my first uh, yeah first thing I saw into personal development mm. and a couple of years later a friend of me Irfan called me and said should we go to a Tony Robbins event and I said yes uh, and I was thinking, when he said he knows when the event is, where it should be, but he didn't know anything. <laughs> he said, like, Patrick, you fix it. And I Google and I find some tickets and take like five weeks after we went to the first event mm. and we didn't know what was expecting us. But we come to a big, we come to Excel Center in, uh, in London. Yeah. And it was a big event with. I think it was 8,000 people or 9,000 people. Mm. I was like, wow, what is this? And before the event started, everyone was singing. I think it was like, oh my God. Yeah, and I've been there and it's it's like this very, very huge space and so many people and it starts with a lot of energy. I think also for Tony Robbins, like people have been going again and again and again, so they know what to expect. Mm. So it's like a rock concert, although it's an event. Without alcohol. (laughs) Without alcohol. So like people are dancing, screaming. It was... It was fun. I, I've come in there and I felt like, wow, this is my place. Mm. Here I can be my crazy myself without anyone thinking like you're too much or you're mm. too little or you're too fat or you're too thin or all these things. So that was my start. Mm. And after that, I went two times a year. And after some years, I was like 
I think this is when he says this, I was thinking like, let's bring Tony Robbins to Norway. Yeah. <clears throat> I never did that, but I figured out after some years that I should stop working with computers and start to sell events mm. and start with events. So I um, created an event in 2010. Without any knowledge, I didn't know anything about event. I never done an event. I'm not logistic, you know that. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea on how to do it. I just have the idea. So I find some speakers from US and I invite them and I pay them. One of them didn't show up, even if he got paid. So I lost a lot of money, and um, we did the event. Yeah, and hmm. I was there as a participant. How was and that? That was my that was my first event, and I I can recognize what you say with Tony Robbins because I came there and. I was at that time starting as a coach and consultant, trying to build my own speaking business. And it went really slow and I didn't have the power and I didn't have the strategies either to, to do do things. But then when, at, when I were at that event, I met a lot of entrepreneurs and I met a lot of people that were doing similar things. And I didn't know that many like other speakers and coaches at that time. So I felt like, wow, this is home. Like I belong here. This is, this is my tribe. Hmm. Um, and it was for me that, I feel like my life was before and after that event. Maybe it sounds a bit um, brutal, but but it's true because it's so important. I do think that's important for for everyone, especially maybe entrepreneurs, to have some kind of network and support system. Mm. And for me, just feeling like I was normal because I, some of the things that we do as business owners, not everyone is comfortable with doing, and not everyone think we should be doing even. Uh, so for me, that was the that was the big thing that, wow, I found my tribe and I found other people that are doing the same and, and I belong here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why sparked my motivation to do events. Yeah, and we need a place to belong. We need a mm-hmm. place to be. I remember when we started with webinar, we had done a lot of events. We had also done like the webinar type of events before. Mm-hmm. We did like three, four hours. A taste of what we had and then we sold in them mm. um, and when I started the webinar I was like thinking yeah it works physical but it doesn't work virtual mm. it doesn't work with webinar I cannot do the same but it didn't take a long time before we get the same result doing webinars that we did with a physical stage and doing all this thing mm. um, we do if you saw the result of the sales and also, it took some more time maybe before we get the same energy and the same thing. But we also I created that, especially you are doing a lot of webinar now. Mm. Yeah, and I can say that because I'm going to talk more about it. But but a lot of people come to us and they are really good in the physical room. Mm. And they have this thought that I can't do this in a virtual room because everything will be so different. Mm. But what we see with our own experience and also with our clients' experience is that all the people that are able to do magical things in a physical room, they can do it virtually as well. It's just small adjustments. Mm-hmm. So, so of course, right now, virtual events is, a, is a, getting a bigger and bigger thing. And it is a way to connect people, although we are in different places and nobody needs to travel. And it's, it's a very great way of doing what you said in the beginning to actually build a tribe and mm-hmm. to connect people. Yeah, because I think that's the, when we started our new business after we had done an event business i don't we didn't think that we should do events again no we didn't <laughs> uh it's like we maybe had a low hate relationship with event it's like yeah but to the most we did a hundred events a year yeah. and that was including everything yeah. including some webinars but most of them were physical mm. so it was really crazy mm-hmm. it was from like 
a webinar to a three-hour event to like a three-day event, but a hundred in the year is just really crazy. Or even at seven days event. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so so going over from so when, then we started to do a marketing event physical again, mm. and uh, after years we start to do it physical and virtual because we sold also ticket that people can sit home mm. and listen to it. And what I I have seen over the years like if you look at the event like a, a marketing thing or a sales thing, mm. we sold. We sold to people listening from home at the same same percentage, like people be, being in the room. Mm. So um, we figured out that uh, this will work. Mm. And over the last years, there had been so many new tools coming out, so much technology. So now it's possible to have a virtual event that feels like you are in, of course, never be the same like sitting in the same room, but still they can connect they can feel like they can because entrepreneurship is lonely mm. i think that's one of the things that makes uh, events really good to build your tribe mm. to build a place where people can feel they are together with others of course it's good to be inspired and learn new technology and learn marketing our place or whatever your tribe what you are teaching your tribe i think it's it's good to have it to help them to learn more but the most important thing i, I believe with events it's the connection. Mm. And I even when we started doing things online and when we started teaching our courses as group coach co courses online, I remember in the beginning, I was so surprised on how strong that connection got mm. and how and I do think it's because like when, when we do things online and when we teach other people to do things online, they have a specific niche, they have a specific group of people and they're all struggling with the same problem. And they're all looking to, to have the same solution and just knowing that other people are in the same situation and that they can reach out to someone and that they can ask for help and then they can support each other. And then one person is struggling with this and the other person can support them. And then it's the opposite on the next time they talk. Mm. And I do think this, this, it is something about meeting people that are similar minded and have the similar challenges that is very like it's I, I do think that we we humans as we've been talking about already we have this deep need for connection and to belong mm. and it is actually so when we do things like virtual events it is able to get people to to a place where they feel like these are my people and these are like me and i'm i'm normal <laughs> and i belong and and yeah so so even like when we talk about virtual events it can it can, it can sound a bit like not a big deal but it is a big deal when mm. we do when you do it the right way mm. and that's yeah so we are we are looking to do virtual events that really really impactful where people can connect and where they can learn or where they can be challenged and a lot of the same things that happens when they are in the physical room mm. yeah <clears throat> and of course there is many um, benefit with doing virtual events mm. um, and one of the reasons why you go online and start to build a audience online is because you can reach more audience more geographic places mm. uh, and there is easier to buy a ticket to a virtual event than think about you need to travel to a place you need a flight ticket you need hotel you need a logistic for maybe kids family you need to organize this mm. so the so for your your audience it's um, hard to, or it's harder to take a decision to go to a physical event than going to a virtual event mm. 
and there is ways to make it like as phys- as physical as possible. Mm. Yeah. So I do think when we do physical, when we do virtual events, I do think all the networking things is really important because, of course, in a physical room, you feel the energy of everyone is there, but it's also possible to to feel that energy online. But you have to facilitate the chatting and the networking and asking the questions and and somehow facilitate people to to meet and greet and talk Mm. because it isn't as natural as when you are stuck in that physical room together with all the other people so so there's some extra energy that goes into making sure that people network and and get to meet each other yeah and today there is more and more technology there Mm. is uh, technology that to feel like it goes around in a room when Mm. you do you can do a breakout session you can get people to talk and do all this thing and the thing is like so we're talking about networking and thinking, yeah, but how will that benefit me or have a business? Why it will benefit you is co- because if you create two connection on a virtual event, you always remember they met. Mm. They will always talk about it. So, you know, marketing and th- and um, and uh, and be remembered is like we always talk about. You need to remember, you need to do something so people remember you. Mm. People will always remember where they met the first time, mm. and that will stay in their heads. So, if you are doing virtual event, it's something like you build your tribe. They will think about, wow, um, Maria Petrovic when we are doing virtual event, or awesome when we are doing event. It's like, oh, I met on an awesome event. And I remember that from when we did physical events as well, because it's very similar. Because I like we had world class speakers, like the the best speakers in the world, and and but when people were talking about the event after. Of course, they got inspired by the speakers, but what they remembered was the vibe and the people that they meet and the networking. So so I do think that when people do virtual events, it's really important to think about that aspect because it isn't only about delivering the great content. It is actually about facilitating that connection, which is so important. Hmm. And that's where people actually get the transformation also longer time after because they actually can, they can connect and they can follow up each other and talk later and meet and yeah both both i think both friendship connections and business connections are often born on such such type of events mm. yeah and it's all about to create a arena where where people learn they got new stuff they meet people they get the new strategies they get new techniques whatever you are teaching mm. but is this whole atmosphere that make a virtual event like a sales machine for you mm. um and i don't know if we should start to talk about that but what need to be in place to create a virtual event, Maria? Yeah, so so one of the things that we learned when we did physical events, which is I also think is true for for virtual events, is that it is very easy to get into the logistics and to start preparing for everything that needs to be done practically. But the hardest thing about doing events, both physical and virtual, is to get people in the room. Mm. I remember we, we were listening to, to for example, T.R. Wecker, and he always talked about butts in seats. And we also talked about butts in seats. And, and that's the hardest part. So, so yes, it is important to do the logistics. But the most important thing to think about in the beginning is how you sell and market. Mm. And one of the things that is really important is to have enough time yeah, and um, and I still think that we are never started to promote a virtual event or a physical event early enough <laughs> or done enough for it. You no. can always do more. And mm. um, so, so if you are going to have a virtual event, you need to plan it ahead. It's not like, of course, the selling period is much shorter. That's a that's a good thing with it. It's shorter period than 
having a physical event because they don't need to think about uh, yeah like i said hotel uh, flying mm. out all this thing uh, but they still need to see it people mm. need to see it again and again and again so you can start to think about oh uh, yeah people can decide on one day to join a virtual event they can but it's still to have a long uh, enough um, selling period mm. so i will recommend like six to eight weeks maybe eight weeks is the perfect so we have two months mm. uh, but then that two months need to push hard mm. if you know and want to reach big numbers yeah and and the thing is that with with all things like most people aren't making a decision on the first time they they come over something so the first time they see this event they probably won't buy but maybe the next time or the third time or the fourth time or the fifth time so it is about having a consistent sales and marketing strategy and, and to start as you say to start early so that people can actually see your thing enough mm. so that they are they are ready to make the decision mm. and and i i, re I remember that we, uh, we we heard some some of our teachers saying like you need to see things seven times before making a decision mm. i don't know they're probably different numbers but this, there's something in there that you need to actually have a strategy where people also see you in different channels. Mm. So not only pushing in one channel, like we are selling our events on, on email, we're doing uh, um, live sessions, we are talking about it in our podcast, we are doing a lot of social media and we are do doing different channels and we use, start to use Clubhouse and there's, there's other, like a lot of ways where we are promoting the event. Mm. But the first thing you need to think about if you're going to have a virtual event, what I think is why why are you going to have it? Ah, yeah, that's mm. the most important. Because if you you can't just have a virtual event because you want to have it. We're talking about building <laughs> a tribe, but that's good. Yeah. Um, and and for us, that's basically reason number one when mm. we do event is mm. to build a tribe. Mm. Is to f give the people the place where they can network. Mm. Um, but it's also important to think about this when you choose speaker, when mm. you choose dates, when you choose length, when you choose platform. What is the main goal with it? Well, why are you doing it? And mm. it doesn't mean to be one goal. It could be one, two or three goal. But what is the most important thing? Mm. <clears throat> Don't start to create a virtual event before you are 100% sure or you know why you're doing it and what's the reason one number one. Mm. And I do think virtual events is a great sales platform, but also there should be another reason, like mm. because people will get your intention, they will feel your intention, and it will go through the whole the whole event that you're planning. So just having a reason outside the sales, of course, the sales is a great part of of having a virtual event. But as we say, like building the tribe, create connection between people, um, building your credibility. I see that what what we have been doing when we have been doing events is to 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 really get people to i wouldn't say like us but to know our energy and to kind of feel who we are as a company uh, and i do think that's that's a really important thing about events mm. uh, and virtual events is that and this is something which is really true when we talk about email marketing or webinars or other things as well but just showing them who you are because everyone needs to have some kind of trust and they need to have some respect and you have you, you have to position yourself to be able to sell something. And this virtual event is a really amazing way of building your credibility and, and getting trust so that people are wanting to buy from you later. And I heard people doing virtual events and saying like, yeah, it was nice. I get a lot of people <laughs> coming back to me and they liked me and all this thing, but it didn't make, uh, I didn't make any money out of mm. it. 
It was like, yeah, everyone liked me now, but uh, <laughs> it was no no money, no sales. Uh, I did a lot of marketing before and uh, the ticket sales got in break even. So I didn't lose money, but it, I didn't make anything at all. And it was so much work. Mm. Um, and why do you think that's happened? Sorry, now I was thinking about something else. <laughs> yeah, why do you think that's happened? Like uh, people running a virtual event. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because when you're not focusing on the sale, you're not getting the sale. Hmm. And and this is something that we know because we have tried. <laughs> we have tried it. And sometimes we get so eager to deliver the content and to build a network that we forget about the sales. Hmm. So it is really about having two thoughts at the same time because also uh, building up the event strategically so that you can actually get the sales from the event um, is is really important. Yeah, and that's also back to uh, maybe goal number two, at least for us, is yeah. like to to sell, yeah. to create more clients. So mm. if we have goal number one, which is the main goal, is to build a tribe. And I think that's something, I'm not saying everyone should do the same, because you can have other reasons. Someone just have a virtual event to sell, and it's possible to just sell. Uh, but sometimes it's maybe uh, having the tribe and number two is to sell to mm. market to mm. get more clients mm. um, and and i think if you start with the goals about the event you can start to think about which speaker should i have uh, what should i do to may to do all this thing and that's also important what we have done because mm. we we started with that and we have built up how we are doing doing virtual event after that mm. so <laughs> yeah. I lost my thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and also, when you're going to choose speaker, you need to choose speaker that knows you or talk good about you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to... Uh, if, if a speaker have their own agenda, they can destroy the selling part. They can destroy That's That's the true. marketing part for you. So if you choose speaker that you don't know, that you don't have connection with, that don't say anything good about you when they are speaking, um, then you can lose everything. Mm. Because if they have their own agenda, they want to promote their self and they want to make their... Because I can say it like this, it's easy to get speakers to a virtual event because everyone wants to be in the front of a audience. Mm. Everyone wants to do that. Yeah, and especially if they have a lot of people who have signed up. Yeah, so of course you need to get people to sign up. But mm. if you know how to get people to sign up and you have a good marketing and sales strategy, you can get all the speakers you want. Mm. Uh, but you need to have speakers that you trust mm. that can... Uh, because we had had that before. We had the event before and they just had their own agenda and it ended with like, <laughs> oh my God, we didn't make any money, but other speakers made money because mm. they were speaking before us or mm. they were in a place in the event that they could sell and in the end, the, the people didn't have any money left, so mm. they didn't buy from us. So it's really important that you think about that. And this is something also about how you like plan the content for the event because mm. it's building some kind of momentum and then you have to ha have the right time to sell. Usually it's good to deliver a lot of content before so people have actually gotten something from you and if they feel like they already got a lot of value for joining the event and then you start selling them something and then you have to have time after as well so that you can kind of build up under what you are trying to sell and, and continue to remind people but it, because again people aren't necessarily buying like the first time you offer them something. Mm. So this is good. This goes into like the planning of 
who should speak when and when do you have the breaks and all of this stuff. So, and this is something we worked a lot with when we did physical events. Yeah, and we had only many mistakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, again, it's all about timing. You need to use time on it. Mm. I think like we are, we had done events and we are like, yeah, let's do it. And then we have no plan, nothing at all. <laughs> and we end with like, like I said, yeah, it was a good event, but we didn't make money. Mm. Um, so event is like the 80-20 law. Yep. A, a virtual event could be the 20% that brings you 80% of the uh, of the sales in a year, mm. if you do it right. Mm. But then you need to focus. It could also be the 80% that take 80% of your time and bring in 20% of their revenue. Yeah. But it's all about to have focus, really think about when you should do it. You have time to plan it. And it, it takes a lot of time to get people into a room. And it takes a lot of time to strategic planning event. Mm. Uh, when you, like Maria said, when you should have each speaker and, and, um, and how you speak, when you speak and what the topics are and how you build up this like experience like a thing for the people so they feel like it's building up every day so it go more and more excited and they end with a lot of energy. Mm. So so do you have any recommendations if people are like struggling to how to build up the event in the right way and how, when to sell? Um, the first thing is like um, you need to use your own database, your mm. email, email and uh, make email campaign. Mm. Um, I have of course, what we did physical have helped me, but I also have been uh, watching others. And I know, like, for example, I was watching, that was not physical, but uh, no, that was not virtual, but it was physical. I saw this program with Dan Kennedy and um, they was like selling a physical event. They planned an email campaign, like over 180 days. So it was like <laughs> promoting every day, almost not every day, but uh, at least every week to mm. get up there. So what we are doing when we are doing um, our virtual event is like to have three or four email campaign over a period of maybe two or three months. Mm. Uh, and when I mean an email campaign, it needs to be at least five, six, seven emails with maybe a, the first one could be a early bo a bird bonus. Um, there is also, again, it's depend on what you want to do. Over, over how we do it, we do it, we charge for it mm. but you also can do free virtual event and there is many price model you can also do a virtual event like it's your main product and mm. uh, but you need to that's also you need to think about when you start it if you don't have anything to sell on the event you should maybe charge more mm. and think about think that that will be the profit and mm. um, for our case we can go minus on the event because we know we'll get sales after mm. also preparing what to sell is an art <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have done a lot of mistakes with that as well. But I do think that it is really important to, when you do a virtual event to think what you will sell and how you will sell. Mm -hmm. And to do that without, for example, one mistake that we have been doing is selling too many things. Mm -hmm. Or like the speaker is offering something and then we offer something and then people get confused or they used all the money on the first offer and then they won't buy the other offer. So how to connect it and how to make it simple for people to make the choice um, in addition to when you should start selling. Hmm. Yeah, and so one offer is could be enough. Hmm. If you have one offer that uh, you, you just promote over a weekend uh, and offer could be everything from offering a free consulting call hmm. to selling something. But it's like you need to know that and also plan the, plan the event around it. Hmm. How, do you, how do you structure your content? It's also about 
what content do you need to deliver to get more sales? Yeah. So how does the the content uh, uh, match with offer? Mm. It needs to be something like you get the ID in the head of someone. And this is actually really important because you can, when you plan an event in a good way, you can, you can kill some of the objections in the content that you're delivering. Uh, and so, for example, ex objections that people can have is like, I'm not able to do this. Like, I, I can't do this. So if you have content in the event where you teach people and you tell stories and you show other examples of people that is similar to them that have been doing it, then you are taking away that objection, which means people are more open to buy hmm. and, and they actually have the trust. And of course, also giving people. Um, so so I do think and that this is true for many events that, or for maybe all events that there should be this this combination of mindset or kind of self-confidence that you can do this and you can do that by telling stories or you can use your own stories or you can give examples but also like i would say more like your expertise your field of expertise so the combination of the expertise and the more inspirational content i always see that's the best mm. uh, that's the best way to actually make people take action because most of us, like, we don't need only an expert telling us what to do. We actually need some encouragement and, and some confidence that we can do it. Mm. Uh, and I do think that when we find, and this is something that we are constantly working on, and that's part of why I love doing events, both physical and virtual, is that the finding that right balance so that we actually teach people things that they learn from and they, they, they understand things in a new way and they can do things that they haven't been do, able to do, but also that they get this, this boost and, and the inspiration to start doing it because a lot of us knows what to do, but we're not doing it. So, um, and this is the magical combination that we're aiming for. And maybe you're thinking, or I have a question for you, Maria. Maybe yep. you're thinking like, yeah, so how do you, but if they buy a ticket and it's online, how do you know that they will show up? <laughs> That's and, a great and, question. And how do you get people to show up on a virtual event? Yeah, and I do think this is really important to talk about because like we heard, we heard, we hear that some people have like 10% show rate on, on things that are online, which is really, really crappy. <laughs> and you can have more than that. But this is about creating, of course, um, giving people a taster of what they can expect so that they get really, really excited to actually be there. Um, and that you can do like we, for our event, we have a, a Facebook group where we are um, dripping some content and we are doing some networking sessions. So we are giving something before the event. This is one of the great things about doing virtual because it's so easy and uh, nobody has to travel for to, to do things like that um, and then just making sure that people are starting to look forward to it and and I do think this can be done by by networking sessions it can be done by dripping content and just being really enthusiastic and this is this is something that is always important is is to be enthusiastic about your own thing because the people that listen to you or they want to buy from you, they're always less enthusiastic than you are. So you need to be really, really enthusiastic to, to make people uh, show up. Yeah, and it's, uh, you should be proud of what you're creating. Yeah, that's true. If you're not proud of it, if you are not excited of it, it's like, so you can have the best strategy, you can have the email campaign, you can have everything lined out, you can have a great speaker. But if it's just like, if there is no energy, mm. people want to be around people with energy. Mm. So if I think it's so important that you get the FOMO, like uh, and also the factor of uh, 
Uh, yeah, FOMO factor and also the excitement factor. Mm. You need to be excited. We need to create something like people want to join there because there's energy. There is something they're missing in life. There is something they need in life. That's why they're joining our event. And it's the same with virtual event. You need to feel like I need to go there because I need this energy now. I need inspiration. I need motivation. Mm. Uh, and if you don't make that in the marketing and in the sales process for the event, they will ne they will never buy because mm. that's one. I think that's one of the main reasons why people go to event, mm. especially over events. That yeah. yeah. And I do think one of the things that we have been good at as well is to sell our events as an experience. So it isn't like this speaker's presentation and then there's a break and then there's this speaker's presentation, because when you do that, Online, it's so easy for people to just join that presentation and then they log off. But we are selling an experience. And I do think this is something that, that more people can learn from that, where we kind of the whole thing is is what will give you the transformation and actually talking about that as well. Just immerse yourself, be there, listen to everything. Sometimes, and this is at least true for me, I remember we had we have had people um, speaking on our physical events and I was expecting that speaker to be maybe the most boring and suddenly I had the biggest breakthrough on that event because you no know, that speaker because they said something that I didn't expect and this is true for for a virtual event as well so so we are selling our events as the experience where you are you should be there for the whole thing to get the most out of it and of course then the the content of the speakers the content that we are providing is really useful and then there's the networking in between so so really creating this feeling that you have to be there and you're missing out if you're not there. I do think that's the most important thing to get people to show up. Mm. Mm. And another thing was, so, so with virtual event, how, what do you think about how much content should it be? Or how much networking should it be? <laughs> that's hard to say. I already said, like, I, I do believe in the, in the combination of content and Q and A sessions and live sessions and interactions. Um, so, yeah, so, so finding, um, and of course, when you have different speakers as well, if you have other additional speakers to yourself, you also have to find the, the right balance of how much they speak and how much you speak. Hmm. So what do you think is the right combination? What should, do, how much should be, <laughs> you like the You can answer your own question. Oh, <laughs> so I can start to ask my own, I can start to ask myself. What's the right combination? of networking and content. <coughs> networking and content. Um, if you have an eight hours stay and you have some breaks between, I think like maybe should be four hours with content and two hours with networking, something mm. like that. Mm. Um, because it's all about people need to discuss what they're learning. Mm. It will be a totally do different experience. If you just have a lot of speakers, will deal like this, sorry to say this, boring corporate event where it just put up a lot of content everyone is sitting like oh yeah this was good but uh, don't have anyone to discuss it with so mm. i think like we'll make this experience we're talking about uh, making this thing that they never uh, that they always will remember is to have the combination mm. like uh, of it and um, and i also think that's with the speakers you always, if you are organizing something, you don't want to market yourself. You want to make it for your tribe. You need to speak more than the speakers. Mm. So you need to have more time. It's not like, so let's say you have an event on 20 hours. I think maybe you like an organizer or your team or someone were speaking on the same topic like you, but supporting you should at least have half of the time. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
Should we talk a bit about how to get speakers? Because that's something that I know you're good at. And I know a lot of people are asking. Like, I remember when we did physical events and we had Brent Bouchard in 2013 and people came to you and they said, like, how did you, how did, how did you get Brent Bouchard? And your first answer was, I asked. <laughs> and I found it so hilarious because there's like, the first thing is to just ask them. But, but from an expert, how do you get the best speakers? The first thing, I think you just need to do like you do with goals and planning. Write down the list with which speaker will be the best one for event. Mm. And, and also, it's not what you are asking, but I think you need to think about uh, um, that you're not getting speaker or talking about the same content like you. Mm. So they are can occupy the event with, so I'm talking about different things than you. So you need to know that they're filling out you in a way. Mm. Um, so. So for example, the last event we are now, we are, when I planned, I brought a list on what kind of speaker we wanted. Mm. And then it's just like you said, um, just need to start to talk with them mm. and ask and ask and ask. Uh, we, people are easy. If they see someone are really uh, interested and engaging, saying like they like you, they want you, you're perfect for this event, uh, please do it. Even if you get a no, it's just to continue. I think like back in Brendan Bouchard, I think he said no three times. Mm. He said yes three times and then he said no three times and the fourth time he said yes again. <laughs> um, and of course, it's also building a network, use connection. Think mm. about which one can know the speaker that you really want for event. Mm. And Doing a virtual event is even easier to get world-class speaker because mm. they can sit home mm. uh, and they can do it from home. Yeah. So, uh, so getting speakers to virtual event is so much easier than getting it physical. Mm. It was, of course, hard. For example, getting Brent to to Scandinavia, he needed to fly. Uh, he was away from the family. It's not like and flying from from one time zone to another is not something that people enjoy just mm. for a week and or just for a day. Mm. Uh, but virtual, it's um, so much easier. Mm. So we talked about the like how to to prepare for the event, and I remember when we did physical events, we our biggest partner that we worked with, Success Resources, who is maybe the biggest event organizer in the world for these kind of events that we did. They said that it's always ninety percent about sales and marketing and then ten percent about logistics, mm. and so it is really important to have a very very good sales and marketing strategy. But of course, you also have to think about the logistics and how to organize it and how to actually uh, like make sure that the experience is good and that you don't have all the technical problems. And um, so, yeah, you have any advice about that? No, but I think like if you're selling a virtual event, um, if you start with the logistics, you can use you can use two months to just <laughs> to make it perfect logistically, like everything is top notch. You have the best a camera, you have the best setup, you have the best filming thing, you have all the things are, you make sure that you have a good internet and you know, everything is set up. Uh, but to just investigate this and look at it will take two months time. And that two months time you could have used to sell tickets. Mm. So if you turn it around, if you've used two months time on selling tickets and you get like 1000 people joining our event or 200 or 300 or 500, whatever number is good for you or 10,000. Um, 
when you have reached your goal or you are near to see that you reach your goal, you know how much money you have. Mm. And there is always people who can help you with logistics, <laughs> but there is no one who can help you the last week with sales and marketing. Mm. There is no one. Mm. You, you can get desperate. We have done it many times and try a lot of things and think that you will get help from friends or affiliates or all these things like the last week to just save you. But you will never do it. Mm. Sales and marketing you need to do by yourself. Mm. So that's why I also turn it around, focus on sales and marketing and use like, so 80% of event is to sell and marketing it. 80% is just to focus on that. Mm. Um, and of course, then have a, then have a, a budget because as we talked about already, when we do f virtual events, we, we can afford to lose money on the front end because we know that we will be selling on the back end. So it depends on like how the event fits in the marketing model mm. and where it is. And, but I do think that for most people, if they do the event right, they can afford to lose money on the front end because it's possible to sell a lot mm. in the back end when you do things right. Mm. And one thing I just want to say that many are doing wrong, include ourselves sometimes. It's like, I remember the first time we had the event and it's the same thing with physical or a virtual event. Like you're working hard to get the numbers up, you're working hard with the logistics, you're working hard with the speakers, you're working working so hard until the event. And the day the event is over, like, poof, finished, <laughs> holiday, <laughs> go away, I'm so tired, I just want to leave now. Oh, that's the, really important. But the most important time with the event is the two weeks after, at least. Because there is where people are engaged, they are excited, they want to follow you, they want to do more with you. So we need to use like, so So we made a rule when we did, was doing physical event and we still are doing it with virtual event. It's like the two weeks after we need to work and after that we can take the yeah. free holiday. Mm. Because that two weeks and that's the that's where the big difference will be from having a successful event to uh, don't succeed with event. Mm. So who should create virtual events? Um, every coach, consultant, or everyone will have a tribe. Mm. Everyone, if you are selling a knowledge, if you are expert on something, you should do a virtual event. I think that's uh, so important. That um, uh, I think like it's so important to um, to do something like that to keep. So if you are if you're teaching piano, if you're teaching music, if you're teaching photo, if you're te teaching art, if you're teaching sales, if you're teaching marketing, if you're whatever you're teaching, the tribe need a place to meet. Mm. And you know, the, you can you can build some amazing things for the people you have on your list that no one else do, mm. because there is not many who are thinking about doing virtual event. And I, and I do think also one of the things that I know from from when we do events, both virtual and, and, and physical, is that the people that buy things at the event or even the people that just wear at the event, they are turning into much more loyal clients mm. after. Mm. So maybe some of them like buys at the event. So what we saw was that people that bought tickets or they bought memberships at our event, they were members for much longer than the people that bought it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And also people that were at the event but didn't buy at the event they bought later, but now they're most of our, some of our loyal clients, most of, most loyal clients. Mm. And this is what you can do when you, when you prepare it the right way and when you deliver the right content. And, and also when you do, when you are able to facilitate that tribe feeling so that people actually feel the connection, mm. because there's, there's so many things going on in our lives and most of us feel lonely, like 
at certain points with something, some problem that we have, and just connecting with other people that have that have the same thing, mm. and and are looking to to reach the same goals is just so inspiring for all of us. Mm. Yeah, and that's also why you can sell a lot of virtual events because they want to be together with the people they saw there. So if someone start to buy from you, more people will buy from you, and then mm. you have this tribe going. Mm. Um, and also what is good now online, you can also have post event, you yeah. can have sessions after event mm. to because people are just on a three days or four days virtual event and they get home and they're like, or they're home, but they get off the feeling, the energy I'm like, oh, I miss it. Mm. So we can bring it back, mm. bring the feeling back, bring the energy back, bring the networking back, do something after. So we keep up the vibe, keep them in the energy, keep them like, I want more of this. So yeah. Yeah, and I want to say also because this is maybe why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I want to facilitate transformation for people and just having people together in a room, whether it's virtual or, or physical, is usually creating so much transformation and so much energy and so much inspiration. And it is creating a momentum that makes people go for a much longer time than if you didn't do it because this 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 feeling that we are in this together and there is people supporting me and there are other people doing the same thing it's it's even hard to explain how important it can be for people like my own experience when with events how much belonging how much uh, transformation how much bravery i got from joining all these events and um, it's very hard to to explain so you already said it, but can you tell me why you love to do events? Yes. <laughs> Give I, me five five reasons or something. Yeah, so the first thing is that people are together. And I I I love being together with people, even in a virtual room, and just connecting and having the like what's going on in your life and finding people that are doing the same. So that's that's maybe the first thing. That's the, the personal just connection thing. And then there's the I do think the extra energy that is created when you have more people together. So like sitting there by yourself is fine. <laughs> and as the entrepreneurs, many of us are doing a lot of things on our own and, and just the loneliness. So, so when we are more people together, we, I, I was writing the email the other day and I talked about this, this song, the more we are together or the more we get together or something, uh, the happier we will be. And <laughs> I don't think only we get happier, but we also, we actually create energy so that we can use to achieve our goals and get things done. Uh, and I do think the also the, the actual, the, when you facilitate an event in the right way, and I hope that we are doing that when we have our events, uh, we actually help people to make choices like strategic choices. So it's not only about getting this very inspirational state and oh, now I think I can do everything, but but actually making some choices and making creating some plans and then starting to do things. So it's actually like concrete results coming out of it. Hmm. And this is what and I, I, I'm in it for the for the transformation of people. That's really the big word for me. Hmm. What about you? Uh, no, I think I'm coming with something that will surprise many. But I just love to sell tickets. <laughs> They're so cool to sell tickets. It's like so funny to see like, oh, we sold one more ticket. And it's like, uh, I'm using my brain and my 
knowledge and like thinking how can we sell more tickets <laughs> like one more ticket one more ticket counting the ticket having the goal of reaching eight hundred thousand people and just push for it and push and push and push and do everything you can in the world to reach that number <laughs> i like of course i like the feeling and helping people and making the tribe we're talking about but just like that i, do think we are good, I just love it i do think we are a good combination of this <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um we're getting to the end but some advice for people on how to sell tickets because you already talked about like how to sell tickets and using other people and creating the engagement so i know that for people who want to be really tactic strategic and know a plan mm. um, of course we need a plan we mm. always like we made a plan we make a plan for our event but things are happening before mm. event and it's all about to be open for see what is working so what we are doing we are using affiliate so we ask others to promote the event and get a commission we are using facebook ads youtube ads we are using all the things we can do with ads uh, we are also using media uh, to get media attention about it uh, and uh, going live like going live on facebook uh, all the social media that are out there uh, and creating events it's like it's the combination of everything mm. so why people want to go uh, to event we already talked about this is about they're afraid to lose out they're afraid of something are happening so you need to make it like a big happening you need to be all over you need to just push and push and push because if they see something again and again and again they will buy the ticket mm. so so of course you can have a strategy that i want to use this ad budget i want to sell so many pickets on affiliate i want to get five media uh, writing about me i want all this thing but it's not what will happen so it's all about to uh, be on a flow see what oh it's working here now let's do more of that so you can have a plan but you also need to be a little bit creative and see where it's going I feel like everyone that has a virtual event should have a Petiretic on board. <laughs> 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 to do all the cre creative selling. <laughs> yeah. So we do have an event coming up. We have an event coming up. Do you want to say something about it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just know how to sell tickets. Yeah, we have a virtual event coming up. Um, and that's the awesome event. Yeah. Um, and that's we're creating what we're talking about exactly we're we yeah. working with it we're creating it we're selling it so yeah yeah and we have we have world-class speakers so we have the, the speakers that are asking that are getting people to ask us how did you get that person to speak um, and we will be speaking and our team will be speaking and we will be facilitating a lot of networking sessions mm -hmm. and Q&A sessions and there will be before and after event uh, sessions as well so we're trying to live up to all our advice to other others on how to create a great virtual event yeah and the link is awesomeevent.com so we have uh, Todd Brown coming we had uh, who Rich, else is coming Rich Sheffron coming Rich Sheffron coming uh, we yeah. have Molly Pittman yes uh, and we have Maria Rigge and we have Patrick Newell and, and we have Brian Main yeah and we have Houston Golden yeah and we have other people as well and we have a lot of uh, Scandinavian famous and unknown uh, online entrepreneurs yep. who come about speaking about their success. So the topic of our event is how, like, how you sell and market your knowledge online. Hmm. That's the main topic, and all of the people that are there will talk about that in one form or another. So we have the world-class experts on marketing and different topics, and then we have the people that some of the people that we know that are already crushing their businesses that will give. Um, advice on how they built their business to a very very successful level already hmm. yeah so are you listening now 
you need to go to awesomeevent.com and buy a ticket. It's just 47 euro. If you don't spend that, you will miss out something that will change your life. So go into the link now, awesomeevent.com and buy some ticket and you will make my day amazing because I will see more ticket sales and that's why I'm living, just to sell more tickets. <laughs> so go to awesomeevent.com now and get your tickets. <laughs>